Just a reminder, coming up at some point in this hour, we are going to be giving away a pair of Beat the Box Office tickets to see Andy Summers when he plays the Vancouver Playhouse in November. The uh, former member of the police playing some of his classic hits. So stay tuned for your cue to call for those tickets. Right now, though, we are talking a bit more about something that was raised by Catherine Langmead. She joined us earlier on in the show about the South Memorial Park Pond and she talked about how the pond leaks and the water drains out of it and how residents in that neighborhood feel quite left out as it's not on the list of water features that could be spared, that could have the water turned back on. And she said she recently went to the park board with her concerns, but feels as though she is not being listened to. Well, joining us now to talk more about this is Brennan Bastiavansky, the ABC Park Board Commissioner, one of the ABC Park Board Commissioners, uh, Commissioner Bastiavansky, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. Uh, we don't talk. We haven't heard a lot about the South Memorial Park Pond, although there are some residents, including uh, Catherine, who is uh, upset about this and would love to see something done about it. What are what is your take, kind of, on this particular water feature and what's happening with it? Well, we know that the this pond is uh, like a beloved feature in the area. Uh, and so it's a, like, I know how gorgeous it is. I've been there and that type of stuff. Um, and there's, the thing is, is that uh, it, there's a complex problem with uh, with how, like, the current setup is with that uh, with that park. And it was damaged when they did some work to it. Uh, so it does have uh, have a leak in it. Um, but uh, there's other ways that, this, that the park board was looking at uh, trying to, um, uh, keep it as beautiful a spot as possible. Uh, we know that it's it's not necessarily a natural water body, like it's a man-made pond. Um, but it's but we know how much uh, how important access to uh, water is to residents in that area. And so it's important for this uh, this particular pond to and this community to be listened to. The pond deserves time and attention, and we want to hear uh, from the community about it. Uh, what are your thoughts then? One of her concerns is that while the park board is looking at other features, other water features that don't recirculate water, uh, namely the fountains and, and such that are in some of the other communities, uh, her concern being that uh, this isn't even on that list. Yes, uh, the, the park board looked at, um, or the, the staff in the previous administration uh, had a look at this and because the complex nature of uh, of the pond and how like extensive it would be to uh, to fix, like you basically have to drain it, remove all the boulders, dredge it, lift, you know, put in a new membrane and then fill it again. Huge, huge, expensive project. And so what we're trying to do is find like more cost-effective ways of actually serving the community. And one of the ways that the staff were looking at solving that problem was if it's a seasonal wetland, it actually provides uh, the water level does naturally fluctuate, but there are ways that they are able to um, uh, allow more rainwater to be captured. They can fix the drainage in, in another way that will actually allow to retain longer or more water over time. And it's really about 10 months of the year when, it is, uh, when it's capturing water. I mean, it rained today, so it's got a bit of a top up. It's going to rain over the next couple of days, so you know, that makes a big difference. Um, but the other side is that the 11 to 15 million liters of water that it takes to, to top up each year uh, comes at enormous cost. And when we look at 
the what we're trying to do with adding like more biodiversity. If we're using chlorinated drinking water uh, in a pond, um, it can actually have a negative impact on birds and amphibians. So it's much better to have like natural rainwater in there uh, and water that's not treated. Uh, and so that's kind of how the, the staff are looking at, the, at solving the problem. Right. And so, but when you talk as well about the, the membrane that leaks and the cost of fixing it, has the park board looked at what that cost would be? Well, it, it would basically be like a whole reinstallation of the, uh, of the pond. Uh, and so the so the cost would be as much, or quite possibly as much as the original installation, which would be a lot. I mean, even just to uh, and a few estimates about how much it would cost to to truck like to truck in water uh, would be in the in the order of maybe one to two hundred thousand dollars, because there's no water source nearby. Uh, last year they they trucked in that million liters from uh, from Langara, right? So I mean, it's an, it's incredibly expensive to put in. Now, so what we're, that's why we want to engage the, the community, understand, like, what are they after, and then look for cost-effective and environmentally sustainable ways to actually maintain the water levels. Right. And do you, at this point, have any idea what something like that would look like? Uh, in what sense? In terms of, like, in cost? In costs and also how you would, like you said, this is a, a man-made feature and it's different from the other features that we've been talking about, whether it's fountains or such. So is there a way that you could keep a water feature in that part of the park, keep a pond and, and make it a more sustainable feature? Well, the pond isn't going anywhere. I know that there, I know, um, there are concerns uh, that it'll drain dry. Uh, the reality is, is that it hasn't had a history of doing that, even with the uh, even with the, the, the drain, like the staff are telling us, that it's, it, might, uh, it won't go down to zero. The, the setting it up as a, um, uh, a natural wetland uh, actually is better for, uh, for birds and the ducklings because of the different types of um, like bugs and plants and stuff like that that grow and change uh, over the seasons. Uh, so uh, the, the pond isn't going anywhere the staff are doing what they can uh, to keep it as uh, accessible and clean uh, for residents to enjoy and also to uh, provide, uh, to set it up in a way that is more in harmony with the natural environment to encourage more, more local wildlife to, to um, take refuge there. Right. And that does seem to be something that the residents are quite concerned about as well. Not only that it's a nice place for people to go and sit and uh, enjoy some quiet moments and that, but it is a pond uh, that it is a feature that is used by a lot of wildlife or that is used by a lot of birds and different animals. Uh, that's right. And so the, the park board is interested in maintaining that and we're going to do, and I have faith that staff are going to do what they can to be able to do that. And I think by affecting, um, there's a drain in the north end that they can make adjustments to that'll keep, uh, that'll allow to retain more of the, the net, like rainwater as it falls. Uh, and so I, so that's, that's the plan at the moment. Um, if it changes, if it becomes a problem, then absolutely that's gonna come talk to our agenda. We, right. want to, we want to hear from the community and, and that part of Vancouver absolutely, like South End is you know, underserved. And there's not a lot of water features in the area, so we do want to make sure that 
it, uh, there's a sustainable way of keeping that um, available for the community. Uh, could there be then discussions perhaps about other water features in that, like you said, there aren't a lot in that part of town. And that was one of the other concerns brought forward by uh, that resident uh, was that they kind of feel like, like it's not getting a lot of attention paid to it. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the the handful of, of water features that were turned on, they were in the downtown and they were in the west side. Uh, but that is also where the majority of the old water features are. Uh, the ones that are not weren't compliant with the bylaw, it's because of when they were built, like back in the 1950s when water wasn't uh, an issue. Um, and so that's definitely like uh, it, it's, we're trying to balance that out between east and west by looking ways to serve the, the south and the east uh, parts of Vancouver. Uh, one of the things that uh, we've uh, talked initially about staff is if we can't use drinking water or as the price um, gets, uh, of water gets charged to the park board starting in about next 12 to 24 months, is there opportunity for accessing groundwater? So well water, bore water, whatever it is. Um, and uh, is like uh, the golf course has already used underground well water. Um, Van Dusen has done a test well, which they're going to start, uh, they can use. Uh, and it looks like there's a water table that we might be able to access. So that's something that the park board is, uh, is looking at now as uh, an alternative water source rather than relying on treated drinking water. All right. Well, we will uh, see what happens next uh, with the pond and with those other features as well. Uh, so much going on when it comes to water features in the city. Commissioner, thank you so much for making the time for us today. My pleasure. Thanks, Jill. 911.